Welcome into another edition of Locked On Bills. Game day, first game of the year, 2018. I'm your host, Kevin Misery, here with Nick Woten. Uh, we'll be going through some pregame, uh, some material here as kickoff is in just a little bit over two hours. Uh, so we want to get at this thing, and we're going to bring you all the stories we have going into the game, as well as maybe any you know pregame notes, injuries, things Nick's looking for. You, you guys heard me and Jason yesterday talk about our, our thoughts and you know want to get Nick here on record and get him chatting up a little bit. Nick, how are you doing today? Kevin, we're doing pretty well. Doing pretty well. Ready for some football to get back. We started the uh, Locked On um, co-hosting together here um, when it was the dog days of the offseason. And finally, we made it to some actual football, some actual position battles, some actual new era field action. So let's get to it. I mean, God, it's been great. I mean, the first thing I want to talk about is, you know, the kind of the the thing on the forefront is the quarterback battle. I, I want your opinion on what should happen tonight, what you see happening, and um, you know, we're going to get into questions later. We have a couple questions uh, here for us, and we'll get into that later in the show. But first things first, I want to know what Nick thinks about quarterback and, you know, what he sees going on and, you know, who's getting what reps and how many quarters in your perfect world. Let's let's start off with that, Nick. What, what do you see going on at the quarterback position in, in terms of what you're looking for out of the unit and kind of how many snaps should each take or, or series, I guess? Yeah, in terms of series or snaps, I mean, I, I would like to actually see um, – you know, both guys, McDermott hinted at it, that uh, A.J. McCarron and Nathan Peterman could possibly both run with the first-team offense. Um, will it happen? In in my heart, I don't think he's going to do that. I think is what McDermott's going to end up doing is having, say, McCarron go with the first team today and have Peterman go with the first team uh, next Friday. Um, but I would love to see both of them get in there today and if we have to wait until the mid-third quarter to see Josh Allen get in there, um, you know, I, I hate to break it to, to Josh, but um, it looks like after four straight practices of him not getting any work with the starters, it's a two-horse race, it seems now. But um, one of my storylines I wrote coming into this game, Kevin, was uh, will Josh Allen make a push? I mean, as I, as we, we just, as I just said, excuse me, um, he hasn't had any reps with the starters in four straight days of practice. Can he do something tonight that makes McDermott go, well, hang on here, um, and next time they hit the practice field, maybe he'll get back with the first team. So I would like to see a, a heavy dose of McCarron and Peterman just so we can get closer to naming a starter, but I wouldn't be mad if, if Josh Allen, um, I'll call it what it is, if he went out there and balled and uh, made a case for himself getting back in the starter discussion. Okay, break it down for everyone before kickoff. What, what's your perfect ideal, you know, quarter, quarter and a half, a third, a third and a third? What kind of what, what are you looking at in terms of like a breakout? Uh, I, I would probably go with third, some thirds, third, third, third. But um, I'd like to see if, if it's tough because it depends on if they're going to put McCarron and Peterman with the starters. I would like to even just see the starting offense go for maybe the whole first half and maybe we can get both of those guys in there for a full quarter with the starting offense and we can start, uh, start narrowing I down mean, outside of LaShawn McCoy. Why not? Right. I mean, definitely outside of LaShawn McCoy. I mean, if he has a helmet on him, they might've went too far for me right there. With <laughs> right. But outside of that, and maybe you can get Calvin out at some point, like there's no reason the rest of them can't play an entire half. Is that, is that accurate? I, oh, I think that's, I think uh, Shady and, and, and Calvin, I would say that those are your, your one and two guys that, um, that would be taken out, right? Maybe after that, I'd say maybe Charles Clay. Um, you can even push for for maybe Dion to get out, get taken out because we kind of know what we have in him is our is our left tackle. Uh, 
but um, that's really not that many to be to be honest. I mean, four out of your your twelve, you know, eleven, twelve, you know, whatever you consider starters. I mean, that's you still should be playing sixty six to seventy five percent of your you know first team offense, right? Yeah, and even and even on that with Dion, I mean, you're you're rotating in there with a the new center, and and your your first team offensive line should probably take advantage of getting some snaps in altogether here because. Uh, you know, it's it's as we know with the center, Kevin. You know, they're they're making a lot of different calls. The center is really the the heart, um, literally right in the middle, obviously of the offensive line. So it's going to be they need some time to gel. And um, uh, yeah, I, I, other than Shady and Kelvin, I mean Zay's got to get out there maybe and work. I don't know if he's going to play. Same with Corey Coleman. If both those guys don't aren't ready to go yet, I mean we're going to see a ton of depth receivers here. A lot of guys who are battling for position time. Uh, same even at the tight end position. So, uh, but of course, like I said, we want to get them out there with some starters. So how far can you push them? Um, I guess that's that's always a question. And in my opinion, I, I I agree. I go a half on them. Beside the couple players that we mentioned, and I don't think you'll see Coleman or I don't definitely not Zay. I don't think you'll see Coleman. I know Cam Phillips is also banged up, so you're going to get a, you know a heavy dose once Kelvin goes out of. I don't know how much you're going to play Holmes either. Um, I mean, you're going to get a heavy dose of Rod Streeter, Malachi Dupree, Brandon Riley, Robert Foster, uh, you know, Kalen Clay, Prol, Ray Ray McLeod. I mean, that's that's it. I mean, there's there's not a ton there for for all those reps once Kelvin goes out of the game. So you're going to get a good dose of these receivers. And like we said yesterday on Lockdown Bills, Nick, I don't think Carolina has a very good secondary. Um, I don't like their starters, let alone their depth there. So I think that there's some opportunity to see some receiving play. I do love their front seven, their first, second, and third unit. So I don't know how much running room we're going to have. So I, I think you're going to see a good amount of receiving effort um, and, and guys maybe getting open and, and seeing if we can utilize them. And we'll stay on receiver. Nick, what are you looking for there? Anything particular? I know we've beat this and you know beat this and beat this and beat this, but what are you looking for today specifically? Um, I mean, I'm looking to just really see if anyone, as cliche as it sounds, if anyone's going to stick out. The one guy I'm really looking at um, is is Brandon Riley because really last year he became that that training camp darling. I think it was probably him and Eddie Yarbrough, right? Yarbrough makes a yep. team, and uh, Riley uh, eventually makes a team, but lands in the practice squad. Um, but Riley really never flashed during practices last year during the during actual training camp he he was playing at a high level during the preseason games I mean he led led the team in most receiving categories I know at least yards I think it was I mean between four games or you're playing partial game he had 100 and some yards but um he led the team I think in receptions and yards maybe touchdowns to one or two but he was the best receiver in the preseason last year no doubt so I mean if he can back that up again um, he spoke to the Buffalo News, and he seems to be uh, feeling a little bit more comfortable, if you will, with his role on special teams as a gunner. He said, I had never done it before last year. And it was kind of one of those things like, yeah, sure, I'll do it. And he said, this year I'm taking it more seriously because he felt like that was the reason why he ended up being on the practice squad last year, not the 53-man roster. Um, I guess not to say he wasn't taking it serious, but he's maybe putting in that extra effort now. Um, but if he, I'm really interested to see if he can um, – put together a nice preseason because as I said, he's kind of seems like a gamer. Um, I would really love to see Cam Phillips out there, but I don't think he's going to play with his injury. That's a and, bummer. Yeah. I was really looking forward to Cam Phillips and he's a guy I thought had a chance to even sneak on if they keep six as that sixth guy and really be the main competition to Brandon Riley as we started to see Cam really be better than Robert Foster and the, the bad, you know, Malachi Dupree and kind of the back end of the guys. And that was before the Coleman trade too. So, um, 
I think he has a really big uh, game coming up in week two, week three, and week four. Uh, you know, bearing he can get healthy there, Nick. Um, but definitely, I agree with you on Riley, and that's you know someone we'll, we'll put note on. We'll, we'll recircle today. You know, um, on Brandon Riley from Nick as the guy he's watching for quarterback. Did you say which what, which quarterback were you the most interested in? Just um, I mean, I'm going to go with Allen for sure. Okay. Let's see if he um, – I'm, I'm, you know, we like to be the level-headed uh, journalists, sports guys if we can, Kevin. But, um, I mean, it's, he's the new rookie guy. He's the highest, okay. uh, highest Bills quarterback ever drafted in the franchise history. And uh, as, I, as we mentioned before, um, Kevin, he hasn't practiced with the first teamers in four days now. So, and Josh Allen put himself – Okay, we'll pencil him in too. We'll revisit. Obviously, we'll do that anyways. But we'll revisit Josh Allen and Brandon Riley. Uh, we'll get into offensive line quickly. I know we did a, actually a show on it a couple of weeks ago, Nick, offensive line, where we got into it a little bit. Um, anything you want to see? I know you mentioned Dion's, you know, pretty pretty solid there. But are you watching it? Are you watching the, the, the center battle, or is that kind of just is what it is? Are you watching DeAndre Wesley, Connor McDermott? Are you watching Jordan Mills? What, what do you have going on in your mind at offensive line? I certainly had an uh, uh, infatuation, with, if you will, with uh, Connor McDermott. You mentioned there. I mean, so big um, as, as a right tackle, um, and the unofficial depth chart he was listed as a second scoring right tackle. So I don't know if he could potentially push Jordan Mills, but um, I think it would be interesting to see if he can lock up his 53-man spot again. Um, and I think, like most people, I'm I'm very in tune with the center battle. I want to see. I think you're going to get your first good look. It's, they've been rotating, of course, as, um, as, as we've mentioned a billion times, like the quarterbacks are, uh, Ryan Groy and Russell Bodine. Um, I mean, it, between the, everything in the trenches and the running backs, I mean, these preseason games are really where you see what these guys got. I mean, training camp, they go at it. They put the pads on on certain days, but there's nothing like lining up against a new opponent, right? Uh, definitely not. I mean, give me your, your spotlight on offensive line. Connor McDermott? Yeah, yeah, we'll go with Connor McDermott. Uh, Fair enough. We we went with Josh Allen at the quarterback, the the the, the obvious one. I felt <laughs> the uh, right. Connor McDermott. Connor McDermott, a guy that this unit or this this staff really likes. They, you know, they they plucked him off and kept him on their roster, pretty much inactive most of the season. So they kept him around. I mean, a little bit more than redshirted him as they had him. They're ready as a as a as a reserve on game day. So, um, you know, he's he's a guy that I think this this staff really likes, Nick. So. Um, we'll, we'll finish this. We'll finish a segment out with tight end. I mean, just anything brief. I know Jason Kroom's a guy getting all the attention. You know, you got Kyrie Lee, a blocker. Keith Tobridge hasn't made much noise. Logan Thomas been in and out of camp, and you know, we, we pretty much know what we have in, in Clay when he's playing and Nick O'Leary. Anything at that unit you're looking for? You're just kind of seeing if you know Kroom is the real deal. Yeah, I mean, there's the hype about Kroom. I thought last year training camp he he flashed a little bit, and it seems like he's a little bit more now. But um, I'm, I'm interested to see with, with uh, Nick O'Leary, actually. Um, we're talking about Kroom, and, and it seems like um, a lot of fans – I'm not really huge on Nick O'Leary. I mean, I probably mentioned on here before. I, I have never really been that impressed with him. Okay. Uh, last season, uh, he did have a career year, though. He had 22 catches, 322 yards, two touchdowns. First two touchdowns of his career, I mean, with the hype around this guy um, – because of his relatives and because of the way his hands look uh, when he plays football, um, you'd think he, he, he'd have his first career touchdown before last year, but <laughs> right. nope, that is, uh, he had his first two last year. So um, having said all that, um, I'll admit I'm not, I haven't been the biggest fan of his, uh, his play in the field, but um, let's see if he can add to it uh, this year. And um, 
Mm-hmm. Okay. So you're going to spotlight Nick O'Leary or Logan so, Thomas or? I'm going to go with Nick O'Leary. Okay. Kind of, um, okay. I, like I said before, we know we kind of have in Charles Clay, and I think he's going to be probably, I don't want to say limited, but um, why get him banged up? He's, he's Okay, fair enough. In the past. So we should see a good dose of Nick O'Leary today. Yeah, in yesterday's show, we went through running back a little bit, and we already have spotlighted Marcus Murphy there. Um, so, you know, watch out for Marcus Murphy. And, you know, Nick and I just went through the rest of the list. So we got Nick O'Leary spotlighted, Josh Allen. Uh, we have Connor McDermott as well as Brandon Riley. So those are the guys on offense we'll be looking for uh, throughout the night, and you guys should be too, and kind of let us know what your thoughts are. And uh, just really before we get into the the rest of the segment, and, you know, we got question and answer coming we got some defense to go over here before kickoff and want to get this out to you guys but just want to take a time to you know I know it's hard to find time to go to the gym and we all have a busy schedule Nick I mean I have a busy schedule I know you do you're doing a lot of different things you know NordaTrack has a series of training equipment to give you amazing workouts in the convenience of your own home including treadmills exercise bikes incline trainers strength and conditioning I mean you can join high energy streamlined workouts at any time of the day without stepping out the door put it in your basement office wherever know wherever it is that you, you you can find room for it and for our locked on listeners we have a special offer of 75 dollars if you go to nordertrack.com slash locked on and use promo code locked on that's nordertrack.com slash locked on use promo code locked on and get that special 75 dollars off one of the best brands out there in nordertrack nick all right i want to get into defense now uh, we spent spent a good amount of time on offense um Defense a little bit more straightforward in a way, a um, little less battle. You know, obviously have a nickel battle. Uh, we got into a lot of D-back yesterday with Jason, so I want to talk to you about the front seven more. Um, what is your initial opinion of this 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 front four? You know, Hughes, Starla Tulele, Kyle Williams, Trent Murphy. But I, behind that, what are you looking for? What have you seen? What have you noted? Give me some give me some things to look out for, and you know, kind of your opinion of this depth at this the front four. Yeah, this front four, I mean, of course, the number one depth guy right now would be Shaq Lawson. Um, you know, I thought Shaq's always been pretty good. I think uh, as a first-round talent, guys are always looking for the sacks. Um, always been pretty solid in the run. Um, based on McDermott and Bean's signings this offseason uh, with Starr and Trent, they're looking for more sacks, so that's kind of what they're looking more about a Shaq. But I think Shaq's always gotten sort of a, a – a, a, at the tough end of uh, Bill's Mafia uh, over the last few years, if you will. Uh, sure, I think he has, definitely. But um, for sure, you want to see a little bit more as a first-round pick in the sack department. Um, then uh, we have Eddie Yarbrough is probably the fourth guy right now, but I'm, I'm pretty interested to see in this fourth position. I mean, I love Eddie. I think he's a great guy, um, and it, it based on just personality and, 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 and guy, person alone, I hope Eddie, Eddie makes it and um, – it has a great year, but um, Ryan Russell, who they uh, they just brought up here um, over the last couple, uh, what was it? It was before. I, I'm sw- I'm I'm a little mixed up between him and John Hughes. One guy got signed right before camp. The other yeah. guy got signed, like as camp started. So yeah. very camp. Um, he does have some starting experience, so he's actually started more career games than Eddie Yarbrough. So he has some playing time under his belt. Um, so I'm interested to see. Um, of course, McDermott loves that rotation. So I'm interested to see what we can get from Ryan Russell. Um, it's going to be really our first look. As I mentioned, we were talking about the offense, Kevin, I think in, in the trenches and the running game, we get our first real good looks 
during actual gameplay at these guys. So Ryan Russell's a guy I, I'm definitely. That's a good name. That's a good name. I'm glad you brought him up. Guy we signed in July 29th, second. Uh, Hughes was first, the first day of camp, and then Russell came. Guy that has some st- seven games starting in Tampa Bay last year. Guy we brought in for a free agent visit in March, and I must have finally said, you know what, Buffalo's my best option. I'll go back on another visit with them, show I'm in shape. 26 years old. He's not quite a crazy journeyman. He fits the mold of like a Jordan Poyer, really. He does. Um, He's that age. He's got a little bit of starting experience. Um, You know, he's been in and out of lineups, um, you know, kind of given up on by his, his, you know, former team and really played in Dallas and Tampa Bay. So, you know, he he does have a little bit to prove, but I think you, 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 factor in a really important guy there that could be a really key piece to the backup unit uh you know struggled a little bit with his pff scores but i mean so did poyer and so did so did other starters so this is a team that's very vet heavy i mean they don't carry udfas like other teams i mean they have a a low amount of udfas for a total 90 man roster um they they love these kind of backup veteran guys like terrence fiday and john hughes and ricky hatley these guys that had played in other teams you know even eddie yarbrough last year that played in other teams and even linebacker has even more of these guys. So is that the guy you're going to spotlight, Nick, Ryan Russell, and see your front four spotlight for today in the game? Yeah, absolutely, Kevin. I'm going to go with him. Just uh, as you mentioned, as, as we both mentioned, he's, he has that experience. So let's see what he's got then. Okay, great. Get the linebacker real quick. What are you watching for today? Like, is there, I mean, I've heard all the, the news and, and all the, the business about Deion Lacey. Um, I mean, obviously Tremaine Edmonds, we all want to see what he can do, but after he flashes for me for one quarter, I want him out of that game. Um, same really with Matt Milano. Well, you know, Lorenzo pretty good at staying healthy, but what are you looking for at linebacker? You after Keenan Robinson, you know, Ramon Humber. I mean, what this, this business with Deion Lacey, what's, what's going on in your mind there? Looking for, I mean, I, I, I think first and foremost, again, like everyone with Josh Allen, with Jermaine Edmonds, I'm looking for, um, I'm looking for just an absolute stud of a first quarter. I'm looking for like five sacks. I'm looking for like 15 tackles and I'm looking for him to be out of the games. <laughs> That's right. You know, I want to, I want a stud first quarter from Tremaine Edwards. <laughs> That's right. Helmet in the next three and a half games, right? We need him healthy for the regular season because he's going to be maybe the pillar of the Bills defense, knock on wood uh, for a very long time. But uh, you mentioned my guy depth wise who I'm looking for. I put him in my, my bubble players. It would be uh, Keenan Robinson. Um, I mean, he's, he's versatile. In the sense of, I mean, we got Julian Stanford in, who, who's really more versatile for special teams play, um, can also play in, in some different spots in the linebacking group. But I think Robinson has a little bit more experience doing so. Just He can play in all different positions, um, weak, strong, middle. And, um, and when the unofficial depth chart came out, he was listed as a third-string weak side guy. So I, mean, I, I, I want to see if he's going to okay. push somebody. Yeah, I've always said it was it's a Robinson versus Humber battle. I think that they're going to keep one of those vets, um, and maybe both if they can both prove special teams and worthy in certain packages. But Deion Lacey seems to be a lock at this point. He's a guy that they really like. Julian Stanford seems to have a head over Tanner Vallejo. And once again, we mentioned these these vet guys, Ramon Humber, Deion Lacey, Julian Stanford, Keenan Robinson, uh, Xavier Woodson-Luster, a guy that hasn't done much yet, but we'll see if he can come forward, Nick. This, it's, it's a better, it's a much better uh, linebacking core than last year. I'll say that straight up. Uh, I didn't, I didn't like the linebacking core last year. I thought I didn't think it was very good. I mean, I think Edmonds is better than Brown. Um, you know, Matt Milano is going into a second year. So this is a big unit that McDermott says is actually the strength of his team. So I'm interested to see if that's true. So I want to see, I, I'm really looking forward to that linebacker crew. Is Keenan Robinson your, your spotlight guy? Yeah, I'm going to go with Keenan Robinson for sure. 
Okay, so we got Keenan Robinson coming out as Nick Spotlight guy from the linebacker group. So we got we got some really some some pretty solid names at the at the spotlight positions as we've mentioned throughout the show. But real briefly, Nick on um, D back. I mean, we went through it a lot yesterday. I mean, you do you have a special backup or or uh, depth guy you're looking at? I mean, for sure the slot corner position. I'm looking. Okay. Um, I think that's the most obvious battle. Um, you got Gaines. You got Johnson. Who's gonna Who's gonna okay. pull? Right. Um, so far, it seems like Gaines has the the advantage. Um, of course, we're gonna need him to pretend like those last two years of PFF grades didn't happen, though. If this, <laughs> all right, he's he's not good, folks. Uh, in terms of pro football focus uh, and their thoughts on him the last couple of years. Um, I mean, it would be wonderful if uh, the rookie and and Johnson, um, pretty active on social media, Bills Wire sent out a happy birthday and uh, he said thanks. Uh, only oh, nice. Back. so for that i hope johnson uh, <laughs> but um in all seriousness yeah that's that's really the number one position battle on a pretty formidable um, uh, um defense that the bills are returning this year give me a nick defensive back spot like is it johnson you like levi wallace anyone siren neal anyone you're, you're spotlighting um yeah we'll go we'll go with johnson because uh okay. he's my he's my Shot to thank you on the happy birthday, but of course he's also the young guy, so I want to see what he has at the next level. <laughs> That's right. So there you go, guys. Everyone out of Locked On. We got Ryan Russell. We also have a, a spotlight on uh, Keenan Robinson as well as Taron Johnson. So um, those are the those are the defensive spotlights. Some good names there. Some good depth backup guys fighting for the team. So I'd be hard pressed to real briefly to not mention the punter battle between Corey Carter and Colton Schmidt. Got into it yesterday. Corey Carter has a booming leg. Uh, we will see if he can surplant the unsurplantable Colton Schmidt, Nick. Um, we'll see. Let's see if he gets any action today or, or in future games. So I'm spotlighting Corey Carter just because I want to. So No uh, saying that, folks, and I have no problem with that. <laughs> He's a guy that's been on the punter circuit and, and does have a huge leg, as you know, I, I've heard from a couple guys that have been at camp every day. So you know, watch out for Corey Carter. And uh, before we uh, get into uh, – take a quick break here before we get into some question and answers. All right, Nick, just wanted to, to throw a few question and answers at you here in the final segment. I uh, got, got, got a good response here, so I wanted to kind of throw some at you if you're ready. Let's do it. All right, all right. So the first one's actually from your guy, Jeremy, over at Bill's Wire. He wants to know if Josh Allen should play the entire second half. Is that – what do you think about that? Oh, got to love Jeremy, but uh, I don't know. It's, uh, it's going to be tough. I, I want to see – I really would – if it's down to – McCarron and Peterman, I want to see plenty of them. Uh, if you're going to keep the starters out there for the entire first half and you're going to split McCarron and Peterman first quarter, second quarter, do you want to give Josh Allen his last opportunity to get back in that opening day starter discussion? Sure, I'll go for that. Okay, all right. At the end of the day, who's starting? Peterman? Do you think Peterman or, or McCarron just going to get the first nap? On opening day? Uh, we'll just, I'll just start with today. Today? Today's uh, hard enough, let alone opening day. Yeah, I'll go with uh, – I think they're going to give it to McCarron. Okay. Um, Taylor wants to know, what should we look for while they run vanilla O&D? Is it scoring or getting your footwork and assignments? Or what, do you, what are you looking for to say, like, I like that guy? Like, what specifically? Um, I guess um, it, it depends on the guy, though, right? I mean, uh, with, with someone like Josh Allen, I'm looking to see if he can if he can – even though it's going to be in vanilla, if he can put the ball in the right place, um, the accuracy has been a big thing. Um, are they going to unleash it uh, with him? Of course, we're talking vanilla again. Um, really, when it's the preseason, I love to look at the trenches and see 
what those guys are doing because, um, as we mentioned a little bit during the show, Kevin, it's it's another I think animal when it's uh, during during actual game, even if it's preseason. Uh, every, everything in the trenches seems to get turned up a notch uh, comparatively to uh, training camp uh, practices. So uh, really, I'm I'm looking to see if anyone can stand out. Especially we mentioned a lot of lot of battling going along the Bills defensive line for depth spots. Absolutely, and that brings you know one of the questions is. How is Harrison Phillips going to be used and how he looks from Patty Brads? Um, anything, what are you looking for for Harrison Phillips and what do you, what do you think, how do you think he'll be used? Um, I think they're going to probably slowly get him in. I mean, they've been using him three technique, a couple different spots. Um, but I think um, I, I, I'm really looking for This is going to sound maybe, well, folks maybe not, might not know this, but as a nose tackle in college football, he was just a tackling machine. So if he can if he can hold his own as as I don't think he's going to be a tackling machine again. Then again, he's going to be playing against depth guys, so maybe. But um, it's going to be interesting to see if he can wrap a couple guys up and just play well in the trenches. Because last year with uh, Adolphus Washington, who's now one of my bubble players to watch. I mean, he has uh, starting experience, like we mentioned with Ryan Russell. But uh, Adolphus certainly left uh, something to be said at the end of last season, which is why we have Starlet Tulier in there now. And um, it's probably going to be Washington versus um, John Hughes for that fourth uh, defensive tackle spot because Harrison Phillips is going to be in there. Right. Um, uh, yeah, I, I want to see if he's a tackling machine again, Kevin. Okay, that's fair enough. A um, few more. Uh, should they give Josh Allen snaps at the ones next week? What, what's, what's as soon as next week, I should say? What's, do you agree with that, or do you think he should just not see one snaps maybe till the fourth game? Uh, that's a great question. Um, I think it's going to obviously depend on how things go tonight. Um, okay. If he earns it tonight, I would love it. Um, if he goes out there and he looks like a rookie playing against third stringers, uh, no thanks. Uh, let's let's focus on McCarron and, and Peterman. And Brandon Bean had already said he told NFL Network that between this game and their next game is when they're going to start tweaking the plan, their quote-unquote QB plan for all three guys. So okay. I'll say yes if he earns it tonight. Yeah, they're really looking for one of these guys to play good, what regardless of what unit they're against. And I mean, I think they're giving Allen every shot to go out and look good against third teamers. And if you can, they're gonna they're gonna want a reason to give him first team snaps, and that would be it. So, um, I think I I don't even think they know themselves exactly what they want to do going forward, which is which is interesting. Uh, just a, just a few more here, Nick. Just you know, got one or two here. Um, what overall position group are you you most you know looking forward to tonight? Ooh, one. Um, I think that the most interesting battle, even though they added Corey Coleman, is going to be the wide receiver group. Um, we mentioned Brandon Riley. He's going to step up. We got Malachi Dupree. We got Rod Streeter, who is kind of another training camp darling last year, but he hurt his toe, ended up getting an injury settlement. So, so far in training camp, I don't think really we've had a name in practices stand out. Um, Cam Phillips would be that guy, but he might not play. And if he's not playing tonight, uh, someone is likely going to leave this game going, all right, he's the guy who caught our attention. I'm thinking hopefully it could be Brandon Riley because he did so last year, and I think uh, he's he's got his his head on straight to to make the 53-man roster. But we'll see. It could be anyone. So the yeah. wide receiver. And Justin says, you know, I've read and heard about running back and has me interested in Ford and uh, had been fun to watch everyone like Murphy and Ivory. You know, are you are you looking at one of those running backs, or I mean, do you think that Ford has a legitimate chance at this roster? Um, are you looking at Murphy? You know, Ivory. What, what what's going on for you? I know we didn't get into running back, but no. yeah, I'm close with Ivory where I am with McCoy. Um, he's 30 years old. Why I put the bruises on him this early in the year? 
Um, uh, Travers Cadet, um, I think he's a little bit – he's of all the reserve running backs, I think he's the closest to being a little bit of a combination between Ivory and not that he's a bruiser like Ivory, not that anyone has the elusiveness, elusiveness of LaShawn McCoy, but uh, he's kind of a tweener, I think, in between them. So he's going to be interesting to watch. But I think like everyone else, this, this Ford guy, um, highly recruited guy out of high school, um, what has he got? Um, and, again, during, you know, during the preseason, uh, that you see it in the trenches and you see it in the running game. So uh, Ford is the guy that I'm pretty interested. Um, I, I I do have a soft spot for the undrafted free agents. So fair enough. And last question, Nick: Do you think Aaron Judge is a Bills fan? From Ryan, do I think Aaron Judge is a Bills fan? Um, I think someone's half trolling my Yankees fanhood, but I, I'll throw it to you. Um, I think that Aaron Judge might need a second to think about where Buffalo is on a map. <laughs> he might be in the Marshawn Lynch category of thinking Buffalo is very close to New York City when it's not. <laughs> I guess so. He could, definitely. Buffalo does have that minor league team, and I'm, I'm sure you might have heard of the Bisons um, playing true. his own Scranton. So, right? Come on. They're in the same division. Okay, okay. I'll, I'll give it to you. Um, and he might be able to hit a ball from New York to Buffalo. That's possible. I mean, that's very – you might be able to hit a ball from – bison stadium into uh, blue jays arena there so uh, yeah uh, very possible so really appreciate everyone uh, with the questions that you know we really want to take these especially on game days and really appreciate next time today and uh, you know from a really action-packed lockdown you can really look forward to a couple shows we got matt perino from uh, new york upstate coming on tomorrow uh, as well as you know nick next week and, and a lot of other good stuff we're working on anything you're working on nick real quickly oh we are um Right now, Kevin, it's my first game as managing editor uh, with Bill's Wire. So um, I'm going to come to shoot it straight to you guys. Um, I am looking – I am in preseason form as well. So I'm going to get used to uh, – I'm focusing on getting through this first game tonight and uh, tweaking what I can so we're ready for the, uh, for the uh, regular season. But, of course, we're going to have tons of takeaways, arrow up, arrow down, um, what bubble players um, um, look good. Well, that would be, I guess, arrow up, arrow down type thing. But um, – takeaways right at the end of the game guys um right at bills where right at that final whistle we're gonna have something up for you so uh really all night and tomorrow morning you guys uh, we got a great team of writers and uh you guys can uh tune in there and of course i want to want to tease our not to say that any, any podcast is better than the other we all love our bills podcast but we have a daily podcast that uh, kevin knows about because kevin joined our bills wire podcast with jeremy so uh um, on behalf of my team kevin thank you very much for joining and i hope uh, everyone keeps tuning in to uh because Lockdown and the Bills Wire podcast, uh, none of them are the same. And, we, and I think both of them got some fantastic uh, guests and, and, and information coming out for Bills fans of, of all different uh, flavors. Absolutely. Nick, really appreciate having you on again, as always. From Lockdown Bills, this is Kevin Masseri, and that's Nick Woten.